following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Johnny, have you ever had a friend or somebody that... No. <laughs> never had a friend? No. Nope. Don't know what those are. Never heard of those. Never had a favorite toy, like a cowboy named Woody, where you got a friend in him? Yeah, but then he he went to the police, and I'm not allowed within so many feet of him. <laughs> it's a bad, bad day. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, couldn't get the panel discussion out, so you could... <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to I didn't get to record this week. It's a long story, but yeah. Uh, the I know you're getting that. We're going to have some fun today on the yes. Uh, kind of like that one friend, really great person, but they did something like kind of goofy or messed up, and I feel like you were. Did I do something that I don't know? I feel like you're just you're hitting at something here. No, <laughs> <laughs> but you always just remind them of that one situation. Yeah, and... yeah. I had this thing that I, I, I'm going to clean it up for this show, but when I was uh, younger, one of my friends and I got in this discussion, and I still feel it's true today, that you can, let's just obviously all hypothetical, uh, let's say that you uh, create a cure for some some disease, right? Yeah. And it, and it really, and it's obviously incredible. But then later on, it's found out that for whatever reason, you were caught making out with like a, a cow or a goat. Nobody will ever remember that you cured anything. It will all be about how you made out with that farm animal. Yes. I could. <laughs> I'm not saying I've ever made out with a farm animal. I'm just saying, you know, uh, a donkey uses too much tongue. <laughs> so that's pretty much where we're, well, we're not talking about athletes who've made out with farm animals. We're talking right. about good athletes. <laughs> That's a whole entire different episode. All right, let's uh, hypothetical. What athlete do you think may have allegedly made out with a farm There's some odd football players. I'm pretty sure that if that I could think of in NFL history, that if you paid them, yeah, they would probably make out with a farm. Oh, I mean, I think a lot of people would would you know kiss a cow if you give them enough money. That is true. Heck, I'd do it. I'd give do me enough money off my house. Yeah. <laughs> All you had to do was kiss a cow. Sign me up. I'll do it. There's some down the street. I'll go. <laughs> I live in North Carolina. We usually tip those things, but I'll kiss one. Oh. <laughs> cow dipping was a big sport when I was in high school. I've never done it. That's like one of those mythological things to me. It's really difficult, just FYI. They, they're, people don't realize how big they are until you get next to one in the first place. And also, they don't like to be pushed over. <laughs> so. You got to do the Tommy boy, square your shoulders. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about uh, good athletes that just can't shake that one bad play, no matter what they do. Uh, Big blunder or anything like that. Guys that probably should be in the Hall of Fame or in the Hall of Fame, but it always gets brought up that they did this one thing that lost a game or... 
just didn't make any sense at that time. Now, I do have a couple players who are like constantly goofing up, but I, for whatever reason, they're more lovable to me for it. Like, I'm immediately thinking JaVale McGee, right? Like, uh, a great basketball player, but he was always on Shaq and a fool for something. And I was like, I, I don't know why. I just like, I just think this guy's great. <laughs> Let him Shaq all the fools. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I think one of the biggest ones <clears throat> I grew up with is Scott Norwood in Super Bowl 25 when he shanked that kick or wide right. Yeah. And then he kind of was never the same again after that. I mean, you could argue that maybe that was the emphasis for Ace Ventura movie, right? The first one. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, that's, that's how much ingrained that is into pop culture, but he's not a transgender though. Not that I'm, I mean, we don't know. We don't know anything about the guy or girl. Uh, or them. I knew that he wasn't, I think he was selling insurance and, uh, yeah. So eventually becoming a sales uh, insurance salesman during the nineties. Wow, he's a real estate agent in Buffalo, 2002. I'm surprised they let him back. Well, it was over 20 years, so. Yeah. Or 10. <laughs> it was over 10. <laughs> Math is a little wrong. but yeah. it, also, it also depends what team you played for, too, I think. That goes a long way. Like, and, and in what situation you're in. Like, Super Bowl, you know, messing up yeah. in the Super Bowl. That, people are always just going to remember that. Because they're always going to think that if that hadn't happened, then my team would have won. That's always going to be a thing of it. When, if we're being honest, there's a lot of things that leads up to any situation in the game. Well, this is this one always stands out to me because this is the first like I watched Super Bowl twenty three and twenty four, but I think this is the first like I don't want to say emotionally invested, but me as like a football fan was yeah. into the game for when it came to Super Bowl 25. Yeah. So to watch this, and then <clears throat> I talked about when the two-point conversation was a show, we did a converse, we did an interview with Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker, who was a wide receiver for the New York Giants. That's just a great name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like to refer to him as a Tecmo Super Bowl legend. There we go. And he was, he talked about, you know, we got to talk to him about this game. And I always, I told him, I said, this is the first game as a child where I'm like, adults lie because every adult, because lived in the Western New York area, every adult was like, the Bills are going to win. The Bills are going to win. And then the Bills lose by one point, one point to the New York Giants. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, in 1988, Scott Norwood. I mean, this is only two years before this, the shank kick here. Uh, he was first team all pro and a pro bowler and led the NFL in scoring. And then all of a sudden he is losing the Super Bowl and he is out of the NFL after the 1991 season. Well, now how did now you as that being your first investment really that you can remember as a football fan, do you, and now keep in mind, this is for the audience. Me and you both really love sports. Yes. Now I'm a big basketball guy. You're a big football guy. So we're nerds for those sports. Like I mean, you both love the history of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that moment, do you remember being like really upset with that, uh, with him for, 
for that, or do you're, or were you like, you know what, is he's a really good player, and you're just not going to hundred percent everything. I don't think I cared either way because I was never a Bills fan. So, but yeah. to be like yeah. see it. I think it was more like I. You're a Dolphins fan in in Colts land, right? Yes, I'm a Dolphin. No, I'm a Dolphins fan in Bills land. That also has a podcast with Colts fans in Bills land. That's it. Yeah, I was getting them confused. Yeah, <laughs> check out that podcast if you like uh, Colts football. Highly recommend. Some good people on it. Uh, but that was kind of like. So it was kind of like, wow, not every game is like when somebody says they're going to win, it's going to win. <laughs> so kind of at an early age, I realized that no matter how good you are, yeah, it really is an every, every, every or any given Sunday type situation that yeah. this team will win. I mean, the Bills are probably a much better team at this point. Uh, when I had, when I rewatched it, you realize that he is not the defining moment in that Super Bowl. There's a right. lot of coaching uh, mistakes the Bills made in a lot of things, but it will always remember be remembered as wide right. Scott Norwood missed that kick. Bills yeah. won the Super Bowl, and <clears throat> this was the beginning of the loss of the four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. It, I've also noticed, too, that it, it and this all this depends on the player. That, um, like I'll use I'll use LeBron James as a big example here because I noticed it really with him a lot. Uh, when somebody is put on that pedestal of of greatness, right? Like everybody claims, like this guy's so good. Uh, I I am a LeBron fan. I think he's a great player, but uh, Michael's my goat. But anyway, uh, he. I remember specifically there was a play, and this is when he was playing for the Cavs, where it was coming down to the last shot, last second to win the game, and he was being covered really well, and he passed it to an open teammate who missed the shot. And he got all kinds of crap, like, why didn't you shoot that? You know, a real person would have shot that. But when, if we're being honest, he made the correct basketball play. Like, he was, he had, that guy he passed it to was one. Wide open. I can't express how open this person was. Their percentage of making a shot was way higher than his. And um, I was always like, man, I could, I think he's just getting all this because of who he is. You know, if it had been yeah. I me, mean, Michael Jordan, uh, and this is revisionist history, obviously, but, you know, some, in my opinion, some of Jordan's biggest plays besides the obvious last second shots is when he would kick it out to Steve Kerr, right? And making that shot. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's one thing. I just kind of piggyback on a core memory. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, early nineties, really getting the basketball. Then, guess what's going to happen there? A certain Mister Weber. Uh, and this, and I'm heavily invested in UNC basketball. That's my that's my college team. Shout out, and, Eric Montross. <laughs> yes, yes, Eric Montross. Uh, if you're listening, you're amazing. Big fan. I like Montrose a lot, uh, but uh, <clears throat> this guy who would go on to still have an incredible career in the pros, and honestly, that Michigan team was crazy good. I mean, people overlook how good that that team was. I mean, good God! I mean, they were called the Fab Five for a reason, and it fit. I mean it it had been a long time since the team had been that loaded at every position. 
uh, I mean, my God. But it doesn't matter what all he did in college. None of that matters. All anybody remembers is the game was close. And almost 99% of the time, it's just instinct in your basketball mind when you're playing basketball that if the other team misses and the game is close and you grab that rebound or whatever, if you get the ball, if you get the possession, you call a timeout to set up a play. However, if you don't have any more timeouts, guess what? T. Technical, that's right. And the other team's getting some free points on the other end. And that's all he's remembered for now. I, I would guarantee that he's probably remembered way more for that than anything he ever did in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, and and he had a really good career in the NBA, but nobody ever like the first thing anybody ever talks about is that timeout. That's the first thing I ever think of when somebody mentions Chris Weber. Yeah. Is I go there and I think about so two things is that national championship game. And then also really great player, great talented player. But always seem to kind of shrink sometimes in the spotlight. And I don't know if it kind of stems maybe from that moment of where he doesn't want to screw up again or anything. Well, it's got to be in your mind, kind of right? Like a, yeah, like in a Scott Norwood situation where you it gets maybe gets into your head and because it's following you everywhere. I mean, the guy was still the first number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Yeah. But Still made tons of money. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Dude did just fine financially. Uh, he's doing all right. I think he still does. I think he's still involved in basketball. I can't remember what he exactly does right now. I know he did some commentary and stuff before, but uh, it, it's it's just so wild because for me, and again, I love basketball, so I'm looking at this from like I just love the history of basketball, and he kind of comes around right when I'm of age just getting into basketball. And – um, I have very fond memories of that Sacramento team, him and uh, you know Jason Williams, White Chocolate, like that was my favorite combo. Uh, just watching the the plays like those two that. would do together, like like, God, they were fun. Oh, wrong, yeah. wrong combo. Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, throw in some. Uh, that's when I liked Vladi again after he left uh, the Hornets. I was more Why fond did with him. Bring up that name to me. <laughs> How do you think I feel? We got him for Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I just ever that's another me. thing. That's another thing. That that guy had no control over any of that, right? And that, but all yeah. I can think about with Vladi Divac is that could have been Kobe Bryant <laughs> when he had no when poor Vladi had no control over any of that. That was not, none of that was his fault. So, because we talked about like you brought up Vladi, so here's a good old Bill Buckner. Have you ever heard the name Bill Buckner? I sure have. Uh, game six, 1986 World Series. Uh, ball is hit to him, I believe. I, for, I forgot who hit the ball. But it clear, easy layup. Well, he should be able to easily field it and get yeah. it out. Yeah. And it goes right between his legs. Yeah, it was Mookie Wilson that scored. And that led to Boston having to play game seven. This man received death threats because of this. Yeah. And he was a damn good player. If you look at his career stats, he, he is actually no longer with us. All right. People. Oh, man. 
But you're, you know what? You're right though, because I'm a, I like baseball, but I don't keep up with it very much. I'm like, I'll watch it in the world series and stuff like that. But uh, if you, as soon as you said that name, that's the first thing I thought of was that ball going between his legs. And he's almost got 3000 hits, which is pretty impressive. Played 22 years, but everything is followed after that 86 season. Yeah. Poor Billy. Well, he's also had the misfortune of being on that team, too, that had been fighting this curse, right? And they were like, yeah. hey, we're on the cusp of breaking this cu- uh, curse. So he's going to get all the blame. It, that's the other thing, too. Uh, us fans, I'm just as guilty of this as anybody else. Uh, we want to find <laughs> – it's just instinct to want to find blame. Yeah. Try to figure out why we didn't win this. And, I mean, it's just easier than accepting the fact that maybe the – you know. There's a reason we were in that situation in the first place, right? Uh, maybe we're, our team wasn't playing so well. There's a reason why these teams are close in these situations. Uh, it's, but I feel I felt so bad for that guy because you're right. That's the like as soon as you said that name, Buckner, I automatically thought between the legs. <laughs> yeah, there's a no. This is a sad one. So Donnie Morey was a pitcher for the Angels, and this is. I believe 86 also. Yeah, 86. Game 5, American League Championship. Angels-Red Sox. Looks like Angels are going to probably go. Donnie Moore is on the mound. This ends in some serious tragedy. And he gives up a home run. And the Red Sox end up going on to win that series. Three years later, Donnie Moore... um, guess had an argument with his wife shot her three times oh man and everything else and a lot of people say that this is because he was still just feeling down from this one home run that he gave up like well oh well i mean there's a lot of really terrible things that and he ended up killing himself i guess i don't know if we can name him that's awful almost like a he who cannot be named Wink, wink, Robert wrestling world. Right. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, what do you even say to that? It's just awful. Uh, and also just a side note, if you're going to, if, if you're sending death threats of any kind to, well, to anybody, but uh, especially just a sports player, like an athlete mm-hmm. that you don't even remotely know in the first place, yeah. you need to check some stuff with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's uh that's sad. That's really sad. Yeah, I was I was gonna bring this up because I meant to bring this up earlier, but uh, this kind of works with this. Uh, I brought up to you. <laughs> this is an ongoing thing. There's a basketball player. He was a Hornet last season, but now he's a 76er. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. is his oh, name. He- and I guarantee you in basketball, he's going to become way more known for what's happening now than for anything he's done in his career. And he's, he was actually having a pretty good start to the season before this happened. Uh, but <laughs> I it, like it, it came out. He's like, hey, uh, Kelly Uber is going to be out of this game because guess what? He was hit by a car, right? <laughs> and then the police come out and say, um, we don't know if this is true. We don't have any evidence that this ever happened. One of the day off. But then the TMZ got the doorbell footage 
of him of him at his house. No, he's he's bringing he's riding a bicycle and he's bringing his bike to his house or apartment, whatever it was. So they got the doorbell and he was and you can hear him talk about, hey, I got hit by a car. And the first report was he's going to be out for a while, right? It, when I hear you're hit by a car, I'm thinking you're lucky to be alive. Yeah, in the first place, cars hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I ran into a Jeep once walking. I was walking and ran into it. So they they they're not fun. Uh, but he, but he, but then like they were like, hey, he's gonna be out a while. But then reports go like, you know what? He wasn't near as hard as we thought. And then like these reports are just all weird. The police are still saying they don't they don't know if this actually really happened. They don't. So nobody really knows what he, what happened to him. It's such a mystery. The day off, he probably like fell from a ladder or something. He may, have, but I mean that doorbell footage is clear as day. It's him walking his bas his basketball his uh his bicycle into his apartment. I think he's talking to his wife or girlfriend, whoever it is, and saying, "I got hit by a car." But like he's he's walking his bike to there. He didn't go right to the hospital. Maybe he wanted the day off. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of Super Bowls, uh, this is a very infamous infamous one in the football world. Tight end, Jackie Smith, who had a pretty decent career with the St. Louis Cardinals, goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are in the Super Bowl. And this is again one of their. I think I don't know if it's the first one or the second one against the Steelers. It's Super Bowl thirteen, so it's the first one against the Steelers. And so the Cowboys are down twenty-one to fourteen, and they're driving down, and they're in the end zone. Ball gets thrown to Jackie Smith, slides on the ground, ball hits him right in the chest, in the end zone, and he just cannot hold it. And this is probably one of the greatest calls in the world because I do believe, don't like quote me 100% on this. The announcer does say that you're going to love this, Johnny. Bless his heart. He has to be the sickest man in the world. <laughs> so the Cowboys have to settle for a field goal. And the final score of the game ends up being 35 to 31. Well, yeah. They pretty much could have won that Super Bowl. You lose by four points. And that's like kind of the whole thing. But the fact that the announcer was like, bless his heart, he has yeah. to be the sickest man in the world. Yeah, because he knows he knows that yeah, this is this is gonna be this guy's whole whole thing for Ever now, this is gonna be what he's remembered for. Yeah, because I think they even talked him out of retirement because he played for a while. Because yeah, that is the running gag. If somebody blesses your heart, then you're about to. It's never for a good thing. <laughs> so... Yeah, they convinced him to come out of retirement. So the Cowboys, he retired from the Cardinals because he played from '63 to '77. And good old Mister Fedora himself, Tom Landry, was like, "Hey, why don't you come play with us?" You know, we got a good squad. We need some tight end depth. And he's like, yeah, I'll do this. And now what he probably could have had 
he's still a hall of famer and but what could have just been like wow this is great hall of famer so sad he never really got to play in any like championship games or anything else is hey jackie smith remember when he dropped that ball in the end zone i bet he gets a lot of bless your hearts like yeah I you know he got a lot of those like anybody sees him out in public recognizes him like hey bless your heart you know have you heard of another football one called the double doink yes <laughs> cody parquet i definitely have heard of the double doink this it's when uh, that clown like there was two of them no that was doink <laughs> oh there was two doinks there was two doinks yeah they double doinked double <laughs> no i know what you're talking about yeah in the playoff game that is has to be one of the craziest things i've ever seen was a guy he misses the field goal doinks and then he goes back again and it doinks again like how many times do you got to miss it the same way hey double doinked it once again we've all double doinked it at some point though let's be let's be real thought you don't triple doink it <laughs> you get triple doink or double doink <laughs> So this this guy, because a lot of my stuff is going to be football, because I'm very, like you said, very heavy into football. Yeah. So here's a guy that should be, I don't mean to sound like Chris Collinsworth. So here's a player. I <laughs> I believe, say, here's a guy. <laughs> here's a player. Here's a football player that should definitely be in the football hall of fame. I don't believe he is. Um, but. I don't think he is 100%. No, he is not in the football of it, but he should be in the football of it. Let me read you some of his credentials. Okay. So he's a defensive lineman, Jim Marshall, defensive end. Very good. NFL champion, 1969. Uh, nice. Three time. Uh, <laughs> you have to, I guess. Uh, three time, second team, all pro. Uh, uh, two-time Pro Bowler, one of the 50th greatest Vikings of all time, uh, made the Vikings anniversary team, 25th, 40th year, Vikings Ring of Honor. Vikings retired his number. He's also, and then he also has for uh, most consecutive games played records for a Minnesota for a Minnesota Viking with 270 and most consecutive starts by a defensive player. With 270, and it's 289 if you include playoffs, uh, 30 fumble recoveries, an interception, uh, one safety, and one defensive touchdown. Sounds like a damn good career. Probably one of the most historic defensive lines of all time in the Purple People Leaders. It's a fun name. And, you know, what other one? Most seasons played but that's probably gone because of Tom Brady because he does he played 20 seasons and he also has most yardage lost oh yeah on a fumble recovery because that's going to be a key thing so in a game against the 49ers yeah I, I will say I mean, just based on what you just listed obviously an incredible career right what you just yeah. said but the backup where you're going with this, I was just like, I'm just going to Google this. I Googled famous Vikings, and he's nowhere near here. I mean, it's Leif Erickson and Eric the Red. There's no, 
Leaf Erickson played. Was I, uh, Ivar the Boneless. There's he's not on here. That's a real Viking name, by the way. That's a great name. I'm, Ivar the Boneless. <laughs> you need a Viagra. Uh, <laughs> All right, sponsors Bluetooth. <laughs> I wish they were a sponsor right now. <laughs> that would be the greatest intro. <laughs> if you're Ivan's boneless, try blue chip. Yeah. If your name's Ivan the Boneless, well, have we got the product for you? That is put the bone. <laughs> put the bone. We'll become Ivan the Bone. <laughs> but we but here is uh Mr. Jim Marshall. It just recently was kind of an anniversary. So on October twenty fifth, nineteen sixty four. Against the 49ers. Jim Marshall picks up a fumble and he starts running. And he's running, but he he sees that there's nobody trying to tackle him. Oh, no. He's like, what's going on? How come nobody's trying to tackle me? That's because Jim Marshall scored on the wrong oh, end. Oh, no. <laughs> he ran the wrong way. Oh no! Safety, giving the 49ers two points and the ball back. Oh no! And he did this, as you can see. For <laughs> six, for six What's this guy's heart? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, and everybody believes because of this one play, he is left out of the Hall of Fame. So you got to think Chris Weber's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, with all of his credentials, there's a lot of guys that are probably going to be in the Hall of Fame because they're still good players. Uh, Dennis Eckersley gave up a game, a game-winning home run in the World Series, Hall of Famer. But yet, Jim Marshall is not in the Hall of Fame, and it's all mostly because he ran the wrong way. He is, in my mind, the first person I thought of when we were going to do this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I once saw Randy Johnson kill a bird with a baseball, and nobody talks about that. No. But this guy. <laughs> By the way, that's still one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in sports. Boy, <laughs> when he killed the bird? Yeah. Like, you just got to realize, do you realize, like, all that has to go into that for that moment to happen? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's incredible if you think about it. And I don't even think that's the first time. Oh, that's bound to have happened before, right? Uh, this is a true story. Me and... Uh, Trevor and Derek, who I basically grew up with, we uh, there was this golf course that was near us growing up, and it was like a par three golf course. It was nothing major, but it was a fun one because they weren't super strict on uh, rules and stuff like that, as long as you weren't being a, a jerk or anything like that, pretty much. And it was a great place to just drive around on the carts and stuff. And we were getting into golf, but I have a vert, but there were also uh, like just natural there's a river near there and there's a pond on this place and of course when there's a pond there is geese and ducks all over the place and Derek hit this line drive ball that just smacked the living tar out of this goose <laughs> I never I couldn't believe he'd done it <laughs> it's it watered off so I don't know but it didn't look, it wasn't happy. I know that much. Was it like playing it off? Like it knew it was her. I think he was trying to be cool about it. You know how it is? Because he wasn't alone. He had other, his goose friends were with him. So you got to just kind of take it when your buddies are with you. Just sort of walk it off, I guess. But I guarantee when he got home, he was 
He's like, yeah, I got to go to the ER <laughs> or whatever. It's like, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Quack, quack. Yeah. <laughs> Hong Kong. Oh, no, they honk. Hong Kong. They honk. Yeah, Hong Kong. But that, but Jim Marshall, though, is my poster boy for just great player. Bad. Yeah. One bad play just leads to everything go to crap. Because I was looking at this top 10, top 10 athletes best remembered for one bad play. He's way down. Scott Norwood's number one, but yeah, there's a couple guys on here I don't consider. Oh, it's top 10 athletes. Okay. I thought it was like better athletes because I got Mark Sanchez on here and I'm like, eh, he doesn't really fit the show because the whole butt fumble thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll remember the butt fumble. Like, how can you forget? Nobody can forget the butt fumble. No. No, the butt fumble is the butt fumble. Butt fumbling around. Yeah. Scotty Pippen on here. For when he wouldn't like I when think, he refused to go out into the floor that one time. I think that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can think of right off the top of my head. That's the only thing I can think of. Or for his ex wife marrying Michael Jordan's son. Which one is it? Well, gotta get that seventh ring. Oh, bless his heart. The <laughs> Jordan combination always wins. That's such a weird, weird thing. That is so. Can you imagine Thanksgiving this year? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he didn't start talking like serious crap about Michael Jordan until that happened. Yeah. Like he is just sitting back there with some bottle of liquor just drinking and talking crap about Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I, and I've definitely heard Michael be critical of him, but overall, Michael's always been very upfront about how much he needed Scotty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even during that really, I mean, that awesome documentary series, you know, the last dance, he was very upfront about that. Uh, so it was just, it feels so out of, out of left field sort of thing, but people kind of hold stuff up. Wait till, uh, I start doing. I do a special episode about you, Andrew. It's going to. It's, it's going to be really bad. <laughs> I'll have to make something up, but I'll think of something. You just start <laughs> making up slanderish things. Too. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Do you know what Andrew did with that cow? <laughs> and he made me watch. Well, he didn't make me. Uh, he said I could, and I decided that. I just I was, re- I was, I was really curious. <laughs> told him what moves. <laughs> he, he told me he's going to show me how you make a real milkshake. <laughs> but yeah, the only other player that I can think of was Charles Smith. He was another. He was a basketball player for the Knicks uh, who missed his. Like he was like right in front of the hoop. Now he was heavily guarded though. Yeah, like, people were actively trying to stop him, but he did miss. A couple give me shots that he should have made, and that's all he's remembered for is that. He's on here. Here, I'll just go through this top. That's top 10, but there's more. I'll go through the top 10. So number 10, I'll go from 10 up. Number 10 is Bill Buckner. Mentioned him. Wait, let me let me help you. Number nine. Anders Escobar. Uh, 94 mm. World Cup Colombian defender Escobar accidentally scored on his own goal, allowing the United States to take a one nothing lead and led to a two 
one victory for the Americans. Number eight. Wait. Number nine. Go back to number nine. I don't know if this is true. Escobar was later murdered. Oh, I gotta look. What was his name? What Escobar was his first name? Anders Escobar. Wow. That's it it literally says assassinated first <laughs> death. Assassinated in ninety-four. Wow. Okay. So uh that's an interesting story. Colombian how Columbia's oh it's the the sun. I'd rather get news from my twelve year old kid than listen to the to the US sun. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's what that thirty thirty is about. Yeah, twenty ten there's a thirty thirty called two Escobars, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. Now I kinda wanna do. Jeez. Oh wow. Like he like he gets murdered like not too long after that. Like it's like it's not just an angry thing, like somebody's following through. Holy cow. So they were just like, you screwed up. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I knew they took their soccer seriously, but holy cow. They did get the person who did it. Well, it was a couple people, but they got one of the, and they were in the cartel, of course. Uh, holy cow. Uh. That is that is wow. That we might have to do a whole episode on this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a 30 for 30. Wow. Uh okay. So let's right, well, uh, Yeah, no wonder we go back to number nine. Well, number eight. Yeah. Charles Smith, like you said, game tying, chance to tie against and beat the Bulls. Was number seven? Number seven is another tie-in to the Bull. Fred Bulls, Fred Brown, to Michael Jordan gave North Carolina a 63 to 62 lead in the 1990 or 1982 NCAA title game. Fred Brown made the critical turnover when he passed the ball directly to James Worthy. Yep. And North Carolina lost. I'm, I'm ready. one. Huh? Number six. There you go. <laughs> Gary Anderson uh, had perfect field goals, perfect extra points throughout the season, did not miss one. NFC championship game, he misses the uh, game-winning field goal. Are you with me? I hate it. Anytime a player, like I'm just, all of a sudden I'm using basketball as an example, goes up to the free throw, and the announcer is always like, they've hit oh, 15 free throws in a row. You're Then, of course, they're going to miss the next one. I hate, I, hate it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I hate that with field goals, and I hate when you always get the one stupid announcer in baseball that doesn't know when to shut up 
And he's yeah. like, hey, you know, this guy has not given up a hit in like six or seven innings. You know, and then how far that it's in. And you're like, really? This guy could get a no hitter. Yeah. Or, and you just like jinxed him. Yep. Yep. Oh, number five. Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Number four. Jackie Smith. I already went over that with his bl- bless his heart, Jackie Smith. Yeah. Number three. Chris Weber. Number two. Ernest Biner, who had the game tying touchdown in sight for the Cleveland Browns in the 1987 championship game and would go on to fumble the ball and the Browns would lose. Oh, and of course, number one. Mr. Wide Right himself, Scott Norwood. There we go. There's our top ten. According to what article who did this article? Jeez, Johnny, now I gotta bring it back up. <laughs> that's what that's why we're getting blue chew. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> so remember blue chew, it's easier to get it back up. <laughs> Please be our sponsor. <laughs> this is it's just top tens.com. Oh, it's easy enough to remember. <laughs> top tens.com. All right, well, there we go. I would actually put Jim Marshall ahead of all of these guys. Because like a kicker, you can't really control it. You can, but you can't. I think that's why it's kind yeah. of the shittiest position in football. Is you're like called on at the most crucial moment and you don't get like another down to like, you know, make up for the mistake. Like a quarterback, you throw an incomplete pass or you hand off the ball and you lose our yardage you most likely have other downs to go with a kicker and you just, you miss it. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, as Johnny Townsend, I know. <laughs> Great. Adam Sandler song though. The lonesome kicker. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad Adam Sandler around to let me know about sloppy Joe's. <laughs> I still sing that song whenever I make sloppy. Slob <laughs> sloppy Joe's. <laughs> but i think that is it for this episode of the retroactive sports podcast uh check us out uh, wherever you get your podcast but uh check us out on the bicbp radio network that's where you can find other lovely podcasts as well and but you can check us out there apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcast and uh New Tecmo Super Bowl season should be up and running soon. It looks like I only got one vote so far. I'm going to give it till the end of this uh, Thanksgiving week before I restart that back up and maybe do some other things. Thinking about doing top fives on those as well. And they don't know it, but I'm pretty sure he will appreciate it. All of our top fives for this and uh, the Nostalgia Funhouse will be sponsored by the Eat, Sleep, and List podcast. They are. I didn't, our I didn't know this. <laughs> no, I just made this up off the top of my head. Oh, I mean, this sure. is really happening. This is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just decided that I'm just going to give them a shout out every time I do a top five list or anytime we they do- deserve it. It's a great podcast. It is a great podcast. And they kind of gave me the idea to do it. So instead of just saying, I'm going to straight rip you off, guess what, Matt? You're our sponsor. Yeah. Matt and Dan, you're our sponsor. And I will also be on that podcast pretty soon. So because they oh. always be on. So. Uh, so 
I just decided they're our sponsor because I'm. I like it. I'm on board. <laughs> I didn't tell it's them, them and Blue Chew. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> two great sponsors, both of which don't know they're our sponsors. <laughs> Blue Chew, please sponsor us. We got so many great things for you. Yeah, we do. We will Jim Cornette the crap out of this one. Oh yeah, but that is it. Just remember, keep your head up, even if you make mistakes in life. It, there's always redemption in the end most of the time yeah and also just always remember that you're not the only one who's ever butt fumbled <laughs> <laughs>